I've never seen anything like it before, and to attempt to hit the ball out of there is pure madness. The winner of the gold medal and the champion golfer of the year is Cameron Smith. This is the one that I've always wanted to win since I was a little kid. So it just feels pretty amazing to be able to get it done today. Uh, it's amazing that it's my destiny to be the first Aussie to win. Just incredible. Hello and welcome to the 44th and final preview and tipping episode for the year of Playing From The Tips, the Golf Australia magazine podcast providing all the insights and information on the week ahead in professional golf hosted by yours truly, Jimmy Emanuel. This week, we record in the middle of the Sandbelt Invitational hosted by Jeff Ogilvie and directed by friend of the show, Mike Clayton, while we laser in on the year-ending Afro-Asia Bank Mauritius Open and Saudi Open presented by the Public Investment Fund on the DP World and Asian Tours, respectively. To join in that task, first let me welcome Ogilvy's equivalent in the golf podcasting world, Rod Morrie, who, like the US Open winner, remains competitive and active in his later career while guiding and assisting the next generation of his craft. Rod, welcome. Oh, dear. The comparisons just never end, do they? Uh, you've really gone out on a limb there. You're a long way out over your skis with that one. That one's a stretch. What was his major? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. What was Rod's State major? of the game. State of the game. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, if you think I was out on the limb, out on the right, skis, well, let's see one, what's coming. Wait next. till we get this one. <laughs> if if Mori is the Ogilvy, then who else would Adrian Logue be in the playing from the tips world than Mike Clayton at the Sandbelt Invitational? A With a laissez-faire stretch. approach and interjections others wouldn't consider, his off-center dress <laughs> sense is largely positively received, if mostly misunderstood. Logue, fair. That's very harsh on Clayton's. Interjections <laughs> others wouldn't consider could be Clates' name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, could be, that, that too. it could be his name. That's fantastic. Yes, not Look, I'm tired. I've been on the road for four weeks. This is as good yeah. as I've got. You have been away for quite a while. And that's kind of what you get into the game for, though, isn't it, Jimmy? I mean, it's, it's it exhausting. Absolutely. And there are long days and all the rest of it. And there's a lot to complain about if you wanted to. But at the end of the day, it's fantastic stuff. It's much better than sitting in an office reading stuff on the on a computer. Absolutely. It's the best part of it all. I've loved every moment of it. So uh, as we prepare to dive into the Open to Mauritius and Open to Saudi, what caught everyone's eyes last week in the world of golf? A couple of things from me. Four out Mm. of five cards on the Champions Tour to Mm. Australians, including Michael Wright. A lot of people won't know Michael Wright, but my goodness, what a the epitome of the grinder journeyman has worked at professional golf his whole life. Holes out for birdie from the fairway on this, whatever hole, how many holes they'd played as the last hole to get in. Yeah. And now he's going to get some starts on the champion. So it really is just a fantastic. Michael Wright is one of the loveliest blokes you'll ever meet. Uh, and yeah, but four out of five cards, I, that's an extraordinary. It result. does. It Cam Percy, David Bransden, Steve Allen, and Michael Wright. Yeah. When you consider Cam Percy wasn't going to go to Q School no. until someone convinced him otherwise, yeah. Michael Wright holes out, Dave Branson and Steve Allen just 50. And both were back playing the senior PGA at Richmond 
just a month ago. Yeah. yeah. Steve um, Allen. Quite Steve. incredible, really. And Steve Allen, what a grinder. What a grinder. As well. oh, like, just doesn't all the give up. Monday qualifiers he's, he's been in. Five ginger meds looking kids that looked at him. <laughs> he's just, he's, he's, he's eternally youthful, terrific bloke. And the other one I think we haven't made enough of, Robin Choi getting a card on the LPGA through Correct. the Q's. I thought that was, a, that was a fabulous effort. Really well done to her. And she's there this week at the Sam Invitation. She is, yeah. I had a chat with her yesterday. Yeah, yeah she's down here this week and barely on any sleep. But uh, yeah, another massive achievement after. You know, she got so close to it via the Epson tour, missed out basically by a shot, and yeah. then she goes to Q school and gets a card. That's so impressive. Most fans aren't interested in it week to week, but it, it's what Ryan French and has built with his case of the golf. Mm. All of those stories. It is the cruelest of all games if you're interested at all. Yeah. Know, I remember when Brad Hughes missed his missed keeping his card on the PGA Tour in the, I'm going to say, late 90s, early 2000s by something like $126. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just reach into your pocket and just say, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. You know, $126.27 more. He's got a full card to play the PGA Tour. He's back on the secondary tour. Just uh, I, I remember one year Darren Beck missing his. He had an Asian tour card. He missed it basically by a shot in the last event and then missed it the last stage of Japanese Q school by a shot wow. the same year. Just like yeah. it's, it's a brutal, <laughs> brutal. And they've got LHDQ. Q scores on at the moment, so uh, I think the other the other thing that was pretty positive last week was that Grant Thornton and the teams, the mixed teams. I think that genuinely has something and it adds weight to those of us who talk about mixed presidents' cups and such things as well. I was nervous ahead of it that it might not be particularly well done, but it was fabulously done, I thought, and you're right. Great last day, Cohen Day winning was not a bad result with my tip the the Canadian pair, Henderson and Connors in second, but it was compelling golf, interesting to watch, different format. Everybody looked like they were genuinely enjoying it, and uh, what a relief. I really think they carried it off. Yeah, and and meanwhile, we don't need to talk about it, but of course, John Rahm signs for crazy money elsewhere. That's a whole mm. show mm. going on the, <laughs> there, isn't yeah. it? The There's a lot to play out there. Does anybody else yeah. feel like it's just kind of imploding at the top of the game right before our yeah. eyes? Just every day there's something else that makes you go, oh, wow. Anyway, let's yeah. not talk about that. Uh, and the other, I, I must say, I went to the Cathedral Invitational for the first time as well. I thought that was quite enjoyable. I hadn't been there. It's different to, say, the Sandbell Invitational this week. Very different, but still good fun. Had that sort of old, cool and classic vibe where everyone's there to wind down at the end of the year and play a little golf, which I thought was pretty cool. That's all one of them. The things we've talked about, they're all wonderful, but this is really stealing from my shtick. We've been saying for years, golf's not very inventive and doesn't do anything different. Now we've got all these different tournaments going on. You've got the Sandbelt this week. You had the Cathedral. You had the Grant Thornton, the TPA. What am I going to talk about if all of this stuff's now interesting? No good. Mm. Stop it. Back they, to 72 holes. The, those, these things are interesting because they're the kind of that shrink the game concept, I think, where you've got actually an incredible field. <laughs> like there's mm. with uh, some of the players that were there last week and some of the players that are there this week, they're, and it's very reminiscent of that um, that a couple of the invitationals they have around the world, these midweek things. If, mm. if it, it makes you wish that there was more of that sort of stuff where... Yeah, it's, it's very cool. This Not only this format, but the sort of thing that would attract really top players just to fill the year with all the stuff that isn't the majors. Like if you just got rid of all the tours yeah. and had nothing but little, these, little whatever entrepreneurs could come up like with yeah. that was interesting. Do you know it, every, every event sort of is yep. this unique jewel. Yeah. And if the whole year was full of things like that, yeah. it'd be such so much more interesting. Instead, it all gets homogenized into professional well, golf. But this know? is how it happens. I was thinking about this yesterday. This happened at the Vic Open too. They become a victim of their own success. So the Sandbelt yeah. Invitational is not on TV, 
and there are literally thousands of people around the world demanding that it should be, and yet on TV every week you have tournaments that is nobody is interested in watching. Yeah. And a little bit, I tried to make the point yesterday, Michael, I'm a little bit like the Masters, the Sandbelt Invitational is doing it by doing it differently. Yeah. It's, mm. it's the opposite of everything that, I mean, Clates is the tournament Do the opposite director. and stubbornly stick with it Yeah, as well. exactly. It's starting on a Monday because they've picked their finish date for the tournament each year and it doesn't matter what the day is for, to, for that's when the tournament starts yeah. all that sort yeah. of stuff which no bean counter would allow you to do in golf they'd say there's no way this can work that's here's, what makes here's it. our rules and we're, we're sticking to it yeah, in turn, some ways, turn up and play if you want to yeah, and turn up and watch if you want to we're yeah. not, I would love it if the sandbelt did not go to television yeah. it would be if you want to see it go down there it's an event. Mm. It's kind of what the Masters started as. Get there. It's an event. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So there's some really interesting stuff happening in the world of golf. But as I said, less for me to whinge about. Mm, not happy about that. That's hard, yeah. yeah well, swings and roundabouts, you know I suppose. Do you know what else you don't have to whinge about right. in one of the great, great segues? Yes. Tipping last week. So this may be our best week ever. We had seven top tens, three of which were winners. Oh, nice. So Rod Rod tipped Adam Scott at Cathedral. Logue picked Jason Day and Lydia Coe at the Grant Thornton. And I backed Louis Oosthuizen at the Alfred Dunhill Championship. Very nice. So we are close with two events to tip this week. We are at 33 wins and 209 top tens, unrivaled numbers in Australian golf <laughs> podcasting produced by a magazine. Absolutely. You're 100% right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't mind spreading a little bit of the recognition around last week. It's I thought it was pretty generous of me to throw you guys a couple of opportunities to what by tipping there. the smallest field winner. <laughs> you think you're throwing it around? I picked a genuine full field for a guy that hasn't won for years, and you picked. I, I toyed with Adam Scott for the thing and just left him for someone okay. else. And, okay. Well, I don't know whether you watched any of it, Jimmy, but you were a little bit lucky to get up in the end. Oh, yeah. Louis' yeah. <laughs> finish was not – he did not finish like a champion, if I could put it that way. Neither did Schwartzel, in fairness. But that was actually a really good finish. I watched that uh, last night. Uh, yesterday yeah. afternoon I watched that. It was, yeah, it was good. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we can continue to drive up the numbers before the year is done and attempt to bring listeners back in 2024. Uh, let's go first to you, Logue. DP World Tour, Afro Asia Bank, Mauritius Open. What do you know and what do the listeners need to know? Well, it's the uh, you you said the tournament name there, but I prefer to think of it as the Open de Mauritius. We all would. That needs to die in twenty twenty four. It's had no, it's its time. No, oh, I don't no, know. It really I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's got it's got some fans in high places that can't be named after the Australian summer, so it does not die. And if yeah. you're wondering about the Afrasia Bank, yeah, um, let me guess. It's a bank. It's a bank. Yep. Uh, it's a bank based in Mauritius, um, servicing the African and Asian regions. Predominantly, it looks to be mostly just Mauritius. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, it, it's it's crowned Bank of the Year. It's been a great year for the Africa <laughs> Bank. Actually, <laughs> they, were, they were crowned Bank of the Year Mauritius. A Bank of the Year hyphen Mauritius by Financial Times, the banker segment. Um, <laughs> Who invents this stuff? Honestly, <laughs> Bank and, of the Year. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's not all with the Bank of the Year. It is one of the world's great trophies as well for Bank of the Year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Remind uh, me. Have you seen it? It's yeah, like, I have. It's some <laughs> sort of a pewter deal with a like a banker who looks very white, I've got to say. And, oh, I haven't got it handy, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll send it to you later. You'll be fascinated. Oh, hang on. now, here we go. Um, Maybe we could get a photo of it in the show notes. <laughs> it's, it's me. It's, like it's a, a bust. Classic, it's a bust, yeah, but cut off at the hips. Yeah. 
Um, and he's like got his hands up in that banker, the style of a banker. Yeah, 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 on his lapels. On the lapels, yeah, yeah, on the lapels, yeah, that's right. He's resting his hand on his lapels as if he's got weighty issues that he has to consider. And Mm. uh, that's the only thing that you can do with your hands when you, you know. But but he's also partly gesturing with one hand. It's a... It's a cracking. The bust is an underused resource in the trophy world, and I, for one, am glad to see it back. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's it. But then there's a picture of it to scale, and it's actually tiny. Like it's it's. He's (laughs) holding that in one hand. The people who've received the award are holding it there, and it's it's it's, it's comically small, actually. It's, it's absurd. It's like something you'd get from like a toy store or something, it's straight so, out of um, Monty Python or something. It kind of yeah anyway. hurts the legitimacy of the <laughs> Bank of the Year hyphen Mauritius you award. Don't get this elsewhere. You don't get this elsewhere. <laughs> Is there anything you can tell us about the golf? Given sponsor watches golf. Well. <laughs> There's a little bit of logo watch as well. I'm afraid. I mean, this is. I know this is tough, but we've got to do it. Like this. This is. If you want things to be better, (laughs) you do it because you want things to be better, don't you? Not because you're full of malice. Correct. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So the Afrasia Bank logo has been fused with the words Mauritius Open, and then further fused with Buy Heritage Resort. So it's a rare double sponsor, but a Buy sponsor. Where it's like buy, yeah, not yeah, presented yeah. by. It's it's a yeah. buy heritage resorts, which is the host venue, uh, and there's a. It's not a bad logo. It's got a fetching sort of a, um, abstract looking golfer in mid swing, mid through swing, and a red ball that's been launched into the abyss. Uh, it's uh, again very very odd, but um, not the worst logo we've seen. That's the typical fusion logo. Oh, yeah. A typical fusion, a typical logo. Yeah, fusion, fusion logo. logo. Bunch okay. of bunch of different fonts just yep. smooshed together and smooshed. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Shmushed. yeah. <laughs> We're getting the full logo. Any any chance of some golf field? Like. <laughs> yeah, are they playing golf? Are there any golfers in the field? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, the the course is actually uh, a Louis Oosthuizen uh, design. I had no idea Louis Oosthuizen had. Built any golf courses? I'm going to suggest to you that Louis may have been there for the opening day. <laughs> Maybe the day the contracts were signed, and in between there wouldn't have been a lot of Louis input. Is my instinct? That's very cynical of you, Rod. But the course looks absolutely amazing. It really does. Yeah, look it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, really remarkable. Like there's some very challenging looking greens, and it's big open spaces and ocean views. It's based in the Indian Ocean, so sporty. Uh, is it sporty golf? P- potentially, yeah. It looks looks pretty sporty. It actually looks amazing. This looks like the best golf course in the world. You're on your way to Mauritius. Is this what we're to go? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's really got me. These photos of this golf course. It looks absolutely amazing. Uh, so I'm going to tune in to actually have a little look at that. It's a weird time in the mm-hmm. DP World Tour, isn't it? Is this the DP World Tour's wraparound season, or it's uh, yeah, it's they're a, committed it's to so the- many parts of the world that this is the only place where they can fit these tournaments in these well, national it's opens. part of the it's part of the sunshine to a swing in south africa yeah. so it gets tacked on to the end of those and obviously they get thrown a few mauritian rupees to get it there and rupees and that's their official currency yeah is the rupee in mauritius yeah wow yeah there correct some of us have done our research yeah yeah absolutely mauritius yeah. is uh unusual little country actually off to the east of um, Madagascar and uh, a lot of Indian influences and African influences. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Very um, interesting country uh, and very beautiful as well. Uh, bank too. Yeah, Afrasia, Afrasia Bank, Bank of the Year hyphen Mauritius. 
so the field, a uh, lot of South Africans, as Jimmy alluded to there, it's uh, it's part, it's sort of more or less part of the Sunshine. Tour. It is, yeah, it's a co-sanctioned event, yeah. And uh, no Australians, as far as I can see. Um, no, that's incorrect. My research is maybe yeah, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. <laughs> keep scrolling. There we go. You'll, keep scrolling. You'll oh, they're, find they're not the part of the reserve. Samuel Jones. Yep. Okay. Samuel Jones is from New Zealand, but that's okay. okay. Well played. The flag's pretty close. When it's small, it's very hard to tell representing New Zealand and Australia. Uh, but pretty easy pick. He's on home home turf uh, with his his own course design. He's coming off a win. Yeah. Um, representing Stinger Golf Club. <laughs> It's I saw that. <laughs> Louis Oosthuizen is my pick. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm that glad that's pretty hard journey to get to that, wasn't there. it? Yeah. 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 Rod, have you got a tip for us before we lose our mind oh, on the God. Open to Mauritius? <laughs> I'm going to have to go Oosthuizen as well. He did play really well, apart from the last hole. You know, and he just stands out in this field. He literally stands out. You look at this field and you go, oh, well, who's going to finish second to Louis? And that's what yeah. Louis will be thinking too. Well, I, I think Monday finish. You saw. You mentioned he didn't finish it that strongly. I don't. I don't think he wins two weeks in a row. I don't know if at his age he's no Dean Burmester. We know that. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> and so I instead am going to go with the aforementioned Hayden Barron, who every single time he's had an opportunity this year has done something about it. Mm, he's gotten a little bit better. It's just the kind of thing where he could bob up mm. and win. And he's got serious game, Hayden, and he finally seems to believe in himself. So, And one of the really nice guys That's also exactly likes cool. to have his own course rating system that we've discussed over dinner before that is not necessarily about the quality of the golf course. So I think I look forward to the Mauritius Open review with him at some stage in the new year. So we do assume I'm that that's, by that's that. NSFW. <laughs> Uh, no, not necessarily. You can tidy it up. It's fine. Okay. No, it's just interesting. We might it's get the him Baron on. scale. We should freak. occasionally get players on. We might get him on one week during next year. Yeah, for a, absolutely. For a week that he's not yeah. playing for the preview stuff, and he can give us his course rating system for each of the yeah, courses. Yeah, he's also playing. big into his photography. He's kind of right in our lane, Baz. Oh, uh, now, Rogue Rod, with a decent golf along. swing. It's like a polygon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, Rod, let's move along and tell us about the Saudi Open that ends the year on the Asian Tour. Presented by P- PIF, Sponsor Watch. Anybody heard of the PIF? Public yeah, Investment Fund no, in Saudi you, Arabia. You know me. <laughs> I think we Are they interested in golf? They're developing an interesting golf, yes, a very deep, interesting golf, of course, the backers of the Live League. Uh, so this is being played in Saudi, no surprise there, at the Riyadh Golf Club. No idea who the designer was. I've looked and looked and looked and looked, can't find any reference to who might have done it. Uh, YouTube videos make it look kind of resort-like wide, fairways, big greens, as you'd expect. I think golf is probably very much a resort sort of pursuit in uh, Saudi Arabia. The second hole here is 627 yards or 573 metres. Mm. So, yeah, decent. Yeah. That should be interesting. Well, I mean, who did it too? I don't know. That might be the most interesting thing of the week. Um, it was an Asian development tour event last year, but it's been uh, promoted. It was $200,000 purse last year. It's now a full Asian tour event, the prize fund of a million dollars. Field of only 120 players, lots of invites, lots of local players, as you would have seen with the Mauritius Open as well. Um, two of the three guys who qualified for the Live Tour last week are in the field here, Kieran Vincent and Jinichiro Kazuma. Kelly Samuja headed back to Finland. Yes, Finland, correct. Yeah, Finland, three, three kids. <laughs> he, won the, he won the school. So, look, that'll be interesting to see how they go. Eight Australians in the field, Trav Smythe, Kevin Yuan, Andrew Dote, Todd Sinnott, Scott Henn, Douglas Klein, Sam Brezel, Aaron Wilkin. There are some half-decent players in this field, a lot of good performing Asian tour players, uh, aside from some of those bigger live names. 
Help me out with the name here, Jimmy. Who was the 15-year-old kid from Thailand that won on the agenda? Oh, this kid again. Ratchanon. Let's just go with TK. Chantananawat uh, is his surname. Indeed. He's uh, he's in the field this week, and he's always worth watching a really interesting golfer, as is all abilities golfer Kip Poppet. Mm. Yeah, who, who played the Cathedral Invitational last week. Yeah. Did you get a chance to have a look? I've not seen Kip play up close, but he's the world's well, I, I, I've seen player. him play a bunch of times now at um, – the Australian All Abilities Championship and a few play. other things. Yep, Luke clearly yeah. can. Yeah. yeah. Great attitude too, Kip. He's a he's a really great guy. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I've got no idea about the tip here, to be honest with you. You might as well throw a dart at the field. But I don't mind Todd Sinnott. Played well that last week, finished well. in 11th. Uh, this golf course might suit him. It's a big golf course. He still hits it miles, Todd Sinnott. One of the longest hits I've ever seen in person when he came out on the tour a few years ago. Todd Sinnott, he'd been playing already. Right? had that win here in Australia Beginning of this year, back into last year? Nah, beginning of the year before. Beginning of the year before. Um, Won the, TP, uh, what, the, the Webex Players Series yeah. in Rosebud, yeah. Rosebud, that's the one, yeah. So, look, it'd be good to see him back. Um, he's been working really hard. He was out with a back injury for quite a while, I think, if I'm mm, not mistaken, Jimmy. Correct, yeah. So, uh, on the comeback road. So, look, I don't know enough of the field to know how competitive some of these guys were, but I do know Todd Senna. I know he's a good player, so go Todd. Bloke. Well, it's an interesting event, isn't it? If we wind forward a couple of decades... When Saudi just owns golf, this this could be and elevated else. to major status. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. The Open to Saudi could be something quite significant in world golf, and you want to get your name on the trophy early. <laughs> what about the, kid the way that, I think about, about it? the kid that won it last year when it was an Asian Development Tour event? Yeah, his place in history no, might be seen. New, tra- new trophy. It's like, it's new like tra- the old Tom Morris of <laughs> exactly, the modern era. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you win multiple Open to Saudis, <laughs> I think they have to retire the belt. Like they give you, <laughs> they give you the belt anyway. Travis anyway. Travis Smythe is my pick because <laughs> you know him. Thank you very much. No, well, he's. he's I think it's, it's a he's standout. A there, there's. He's a quality player. He's very keen to impress. He's become one of the guys part of the world every week on the Asian Tour, Trav, hasn't he? Like yeah, he, he turns up every week. Yeah. He's a he's a potential contender every time. He's, he's found his he, home he, there he in has, the Asian very Tour. Much so. yeah. Very much so. I think he'd be very disappointed about last week as well. So he's kind of yeah. got a point to prove. Yeah. He really had set himself for that all year. So he really, is out to impress yeah. him. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm on Todd Sinnott as well, for the same reasons Rod said. So that will just about do us for episode 44 of Playing from the Tips. Rod, it's been a pleasure all year, and I think we've got a podcast potentially on the rise with this one. Um, what do you mean? No, I think it's improving. I think it's oh, good. right. Oh. Yes, yes, sorry. Yeah. Well, you're hosting, well, so that's a good step forward. Well, maybe until Logue's performance today with the Mauritius well, Open, we were on the rise. We'll let the listeners judge. Yes, Logue, you have genuinely amazed me with your tipping prowess yeah, me, this year. Like I'm genuinely Logue knew anything much, about golf. <laughs> like in the, in a week, in a week where John Rahm signs with Liv, your tipping might be the most surprising thing this year. <laughs> Can I tell you that? Yeah, no. Well, it's, what it's, if he gets not, a big offer to go to, to another tipping podcast over the Christmas break? <laughs> well, he he's mate just may. We are. We I, will entertain. I pledge my fealty. Uh, did, I, I pledge my fealty to this podcast. Where did fealty come? I never heard the word before. All these PGA Tour players started using it. Where did it come from? Has anybody heard it before? Fealty. It doesn't mean a lot, apparently. It doesn't. It doesn't mean a lot. Anyway, uh, you can follow along as always with these tournaments covered in this episode on the Golf Australia magazine website, golfaustralia.com.au. And this Thursday, you can pick up the latest print magazine, the January 2024 issue containing. 
the biennial Australia's Top 100 Courses ranking, which includes a fold-out checklist, a calendar including some of the country's finest courses that also has important tournament dates and so much more. Thank you for listening to Playing From The Tips and we'll be back next week to wrap up the year before we have a Christmas break and return in 2024.